Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. My name is Kaylin, and from Brainwaves team today we have Kirsty. And just a warning, in today's show we will be discussing suicide, so if this is an uncomfortable or confronting topic for you or it distresses you, then please tune out. Today on Brainwaves, we are speaking with Sinead Taylor. Sinead moved to Australia four years ago and has lived experience with anxiety and depression. Sinead is here to talk today to talk about the ACM project, men's mental health and suicide prevention and awareness. Thank you for coming on today, Sinead. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's all right. I thought we'd begin by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um... Like Kaylin said, I moved here four years ago yeah. um, and I've had an amazing time in Australia. Um, but uh, before I came here, um, I had a pretty difficult journey and um, I was diagnosed with anxiety um, mm. and depression when I was 21. Yeah. Um, but I guess my symptoms actually started showing when I was about eight years old. Mm. Um Small things, just, I guess, constant nausea. Um, The anxiety was unbearable, but almost a normal feeling for me. Yeah. Um, And obviously when you're young, you just don't even know what that is. You think that's normal. Um, So the nausea, butterflies in my stomach, sweaty palms. um, It was very, yeah, it was really intense. And then I, you know, I carried on. I let that carry on and... Um, that soon manifested into depression as well. Mm. Um, and I think it was just trying to cope with those feelings of anxiety, not understanding why they were there or where they were coming from, um, led to the depression coming on as well. Yeah. Um, and that was when I was, I would say, 11, 12 years old. Um, again, not understanding what depression was, not understanding those those feelings of kind of social exclusion Mm. and the numbness that comes with depression and not really feeling sad but not really feeling happy as well yeah and was a really confusing state of mind to be in as a child I imagine um yeah and then with hormones kicking in and it just it became a very difficult journey um but I was really good at putting on a mask Mm. I was very good at coming in and smiling and being the life of the party Mm. and um I became known as that person and so once I put on that front it was very difficult to come away from it Mm. it was really difficult to wake up and feel so exhausted but then have to go to school and be really happy yeah because that's how people knew me and I couldn't be sad because then people would ask why I'm sad and I didn't know why I was sad um so that was really really hard um and 
I, I did go to therapy. I started therapy. I went to child therapy. We drew a lot. We, mm. you know, she taught me how to talk because I didn't know how to do that either, which sounds ridiculous, but I didn't even know how to explain how I was feeling. I didn't know what words I could use to explain that feeling. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we drew a lot and we made things and we had little discussions while I was doing that and that really helped me open up. Mm. Um. And I... I started to open up to my family, a little bit to my friends um, without disclosing too much because I guess I was still understanding it myself. Um, and then when I was 18, I unfortunately lost my cousin to suicide. Yeah. Um, and that was a really big turning point for me. Um, it was something that really, it shook me in a, in a good and bad way. Um, it obviously was devastating and my cousin actually was living in Australia at the time and mm. I was still in the UK um, and the year after I was supposed to come here and, and see him for the first time in so many years since we were little yeah. so it it hurt me that that was that that I didn't get the chance to see him again and actually get to know him as the person that everyone else knew yeah um, and yeah I guess um it also kind of hit me and made me think, hold on, I still have a voice. I'm still here with a voice. and I'm mm -hmm. very lucky to still be here with a voice after having so many thoughts of, do I want to be here? Why am I here? What am I doing here? What's my purpose here? Um, and with that thought of, I'm still here. I'm lucky to be here. I have a voice. I started to talk more. I started to share my story more. Um, and I just, I became more open about it. I, yeah. I began to accept that that's what was happening. Yeah. Um, and that acceptance was a really big thing. Yeah. It was a really big thing. And yeah, I think coming here was my fresh start to take off the mask and, and work on those things as well. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for sharing your story. You're welcome. Mm. What is the ACM project and where did you start it? So, as I said, the my cousin dying was a very big um turning point for me and in that I realized that it was so much easier for me to talk about my journey mm. and so much easier for me to voice that and a lot of women started doing it but there wasn't many men doing it if any when I started talking about it um there are a lot more people talking now but when I was 18 19 this was not a thing yeah. it just really wasn't um and the, the older I grew and the more I started to share my story and women messaging me and saying, thank you so much for sharing this. Like, I just really didn't realize you were going through this. Um, you were always smiling, you know, I didn't mm. I didn't see it at all. Like, like, well done on everything you've achieved and everything else. And I realized that, yeah, like there was, there was no men saying anything. I, I didn't see any men's stories. I wondered, why are there no men's stories? Why am I not seeing men's stories? Where are they? Yeah. And for me, it was really important that um, I gave them a platform to be able to share those stories in a, in a space that was safe mm. and where they felt they'd be supported and understood um, and heard. Yeah. I think people just need to be heard. And so for me, that was, it was really important in memory of my cousin to give yeah. that platform and give men, give men a safe space. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the ACM project started a, a year and a half ago. Um, and ACM is my cousin's, cousin's initials. So it's Aww. after him. So Lovely. it's really, it's a re it's been an amazing journey so far. Yeah. Really amazing. 
And I suppose in people sharing their stories, other people who are hearing them, they can kind of realise if they're feeling those kind of feelings as well. Definitely. And perhaps normalise talking about mental health. Definitely. And I think that was the main thing. It was just for men to share that story and for them to, you know, go on Instagram and think, oh, wow, this guy's talking about it. Like, how brave is that? Or look at this story. I, I Like, I felt like that too at some time. Or, oh, okay, I can finally accept what I have because, you know, another man's got it. I'm not mm. weird. I'm not abnormal. I'm not this. I'm not that. Um, and it just takes away those big labels that we give ourselves. Um, and I think, yeah, it just, it makes them, gives them a sense of community. Yeah. Yeah. And the shift of seeing it as a brave thing to share mm. their vulnerabilities rather than a weakness. Definitely. Which is, I think, one a, thing yeah. Yeah, a big thing that keeps people, prevents them from sharing. Mm. And Definitely. seeking the help that they like might yeah. need in the sense of community. Oh, 100%, yeah. And I think it, the more people share, the more people see how much strength there is in that vulnerability. Yeah. And actually, for them as the people sharing, it's also very healing. Yeah. It's a very healing thing. And the power of story, storytelling now is just amazing. And you can really, you can really reach people's hearts with that. Mm. You make big changes with things like that, definitely. Mm. After the loss of your cousin, how has suicide impacted you? Um, immediately it was a very terrifying thing. It made me realise that we're never promised all the time we think we have. Yeah. Um, it made me realise that our time really is precious and we should do the things we love and surround ourselves with people that we love and make effort with the people that we love too. Um, in the long run, it's made me it's made me very aware of all the masks that people put on mm. um, and made me very, I guess, a lot more empathetic and compassionate because I see how my mask fooled so many people. And so then I think how many masks do people put on and they fool so many people into thinking that they're okay. And then you hear that someone's died by suicide and you say, oh, well, they didn't seem like that. They didn't seem sad. They didn't seem And that's this. often the thing that you hear. Like they just seemed mm. like the happiest person ever. Mm. Like it just didn't see it coming. Mm. And that's, and like we hear it with celebrities now, yeah. of course. And that's, that's really helped people share their story too. But there's everyday people going through this every single day, every single second of the day. And it's, um, I think that is the main thing is removing that mask and being, accepting where you are and saying, I don't feel good. This is mm. not okay. I'm at I'm at the bottom. I'm at the very bottom, but I still have a little bit of hope. And so I think suicides made me very grateful for where I am and and the platforms that I get to go out on and, and share these stories and help other people and um it's a very difficult thing to live with and I think you'll you'll always have that at the back of the mind, but it's what you do with that mm. that makes a big difference. Okay. So storytelling is something we also do here at Brainwaves. As a platform, how effective do you think storytelling is in breaking down barriers and helping to prevent suicide? Extremely effective. Mm. I think that storytelling is one of one of the leading preventing strategies we have at the moment. I think it is amazing. And I think 
the main reason for that like I said before you know you you can hit people with as many facts as you want yeah you can sit them sit them down and say one in four people have mental illness we lose someone to suicide every 40 seconds of the day but doesn't really touch them they get a bit shocked and they're like oh I didn't realize that and then they get on with their day yeah they think that starts still in the play to them that's what they see on the news exactly and they think oh that's just oh yeah that's just what it is but as soon as you tell someone a story Mm. you're not you're not reaching their brain anymore you're reaching their heart and that's a very different emotion you're bringing out in someone and I will always remember every story that someone's told me about the journey they've come across Mm. that they've been on and I think when you tell a story it's just like when you're learning things you you remember stories much easier than you remember certain facts yeah because it you you um you kind of like put them in 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 perspective of your life and you kind of think oh imagine if that was me or that can be me that could mm. be me and i think now people are, are telling stories in so many different ways and different platforms and they're seeing that it's having a reoccurring effect and it's actually improving people's people's um mental health in as much as they hear a story and they think oh okay well this person felt really bad and now look what they're doing. Mm. Look at where they are now. So I'm feeling really bad. I can also get there. Yeah. I don't have to follow their exact steps, but I can get there. Yeah. And that's I think that's really important for people to see. If they can see that little ray of hope and they have mm. something that they can attach to that, I think it, yeah, I think it's a monumental difference, definitely. Yeah, that's really powerful. Mm. Just seeing all these people who have gone through their own struggles, but have kind of come out the other end Mm. I think if I had that when I was 10 11 Mm. 18 20 if I had that my journey would have been a lot easier if I saw people sharing stories my journey would have been a lot easier I didn't see any of that I was on my own in that I was really alone and that was that was very difficult to be to be very alone people are alone now still and they have all they have a lot of stories they have and it's still a very frightening thing and it's never going to not be frightening or you're never not going to feel alone but it just makes it that little bit better yeah kind of takes the sting out of the circumstances that you're in yeah just by going through life with this knowing that things mm. can get better Definitely. because all these people have done it Definitely. so they're just people like I am so yeah 100% I can do it too hope's a big thing mm what feedback have you got from those who have taken part in the ACM project? Oh, good question. Um, oh, so many great messages. So mm. many great messages. Um, I recently just went to the UK and held an event there. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys um, that was speaking, um, it was the first time sharing his story. And... I said to him, are you sure you want to do it? You definitely want to share your story. He said, yeah, yeah, definitely. I just want to help people. So I Mm. want to do it. It doesn't matter how scared I am. I just want to help people. I was amazing. And he got on stage and he was shaking. Lee, if you're listening, I love you. (laughs) Um, And he got on stage and he was shaking. And um, it it was really amazing that at the end, um, a psychologist came up to me, a therapist, and he said, I've never felt so lucky to be in a room with someone who shared their story in such a vulnerable way he said mm. I feel I feel like such pleasure in being there in the same room as that man yeah. and being there the first time he shared that story and that's coming from a professional in the mental health field that's coming from a man 
you know, and he touched a lot of heartstrings and it was such an amazing feeling that so many people in that room felt that too. Mm. Um, and I got so many messages from from the Instagram page from that of the same thing, just saying, thanks so much for sticking up for us guys. Yeah. Thanks for giving us a place to talk. Thanks for giving us a safe space. Like, I don't feel comfortable sharing my story, but I really love coming on and reading your stories. Yeah. And I think that that gives me the motivation to keep going too. And that makes me think that it's something that's definitely needed. Whether I'm a woman, I don't really think it matters. Um, I think I'm just a human with a heart and men, women, whatever, everyone deserves a safe space to talk. So mm, Definitely, yeah. definitely. So whilst the ACM project is aimed at men, do you feel that it can be, be beneficial to women? I think definitely. Um, I think obviously I've I've kept it quite closed off to men um, because I haven't really seen many people doing it just for men. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes if you involve women in a way where it's both men and women, it it makes it very difficult for men to open up um, and feel comfortable in doing that. But I think women, for me, it, it I think it helps women and myself understand men's point of view a lot more and understand that we can't expect a man to be emotional and cry mm. and then turn around the next day and say, you need to man up. Yeah. We yeah. can't have we can't have both things. Yeah. And it's unfair of us to expect both things. So as a woman, I I want to encourage men to be vulnerable and I will never say to man up and I will never tell them yeah. to don't cry and I will never stop them from feeling those emotions because I think they're extremely important to feel yeah. them. Um but as women, I think we have a responsibility to encourage men to feel those things. And it is not for us to tell them not to feel those things or to shame them in feeling those things. And I think that that is our responsibility and we should take ownership for that. Yeah, definitely. As well as them taking ownership for their actions towards it too. Yeah, like it's one thing to say to men or reach out when you need help. Like it's, yeah. kind, of, it's kind of up to you. But then on women's side, like they can't, expect men to want to reach out or feel Definitely. safe and respected in reaching out if they're mm. then gonna view them I differently need you to be strong yeah. i need you to be this I i'm need the you woman to be in that. the relationship yeah. you're the you're the man and there's a it's lot of stigma messages. with that and i think that is um i think that's one of as from what men have told me that's one thing that makes it very hard for them to reach mm. out is being afraid to cry Mm. which is such a sad thing because we were born to feel all of these emotions, yeah. happy, sad, angry, everything. And not allowing ourselves to feel that, as we can see, is having detrimental effects on our mental health. Mm. And it, we're losing people because of that. Yeah. It's a simple fact. We're losing people because we're not allowing them to feel. And that's not great. Mm. We can't do that. What do you hope to achieve long-term with the ACM project? Um, I think I'd like to, I've done, I've held two story telling events at the moment and I'd really like to make that a more frequent thing at the moment. It's just been one a year that I've done. Mm. Um, and in the long term, I see that as a frequent thing that I do. I see many men coming together in any way 
they feel they can tell their story, whether that's in a song, spoken mm. word, just telling it, whatever platform that is that they feel comfortable. Um, I would really love to see that in all creative forms. Um, and, I, you know, I'm looking into men's groups and merchandise and anything that actually can just get the word out there and start the conversation. Because for me, it's about holding these events and getting people in a room and saying, all I'm asking you to do is start the conversation. I'm just saying to you to go home and start the conversation at home. Yeah. Just ask your dad, is he okay? Ask yeah. your brother, ask your uncle, ask your mum, ask everybody. Are you okay? And really mean it and listen. So in whatever way I can start that conversation, I, I will do my best to do that. I think that's that's the first and hardest part of this whole journey. And it, it's, it's very simple. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's a very simple mm. thing to do. And so if I can do that in, in different areas and different platforms and merchandise, you see a hoodie and someone says, what does that mm. hoodie mean? You're already starting a conversation. That's brilliant. Like... The merchandise idea. Yeah. And also the other modalities. I didn't think about that. Mm. So it doesn't have to be just kind of a statement of no. your story. You yeah. can share via song and Definitely. Everyone expresses things in different ways. And I that's the thing. I, I want I want people, especially men, to feel comfortable in expressing that in whatever way feels mm. natural to them. And whether that's in sport or writing, creativity, whatever it is, just need an outlet. Everyone just needs an outlet. So it doesn't really matter what that outlet yeah. is as long as it's a healthy one and you're just letting it out in whatever way. You can help so many people with that. And in that, you you feel better in yourself. Mm. That helps you feel better too. It really does. It makes a big difference. So however way I can spread the word, mm. that is definitely what I'll be doing. So you have that event coming up later this year. Can you tell us a bit more... If you have any like set details about it, or? um, yeah, um, the event will be on the sixth of October, um, so that's just the day before Mental Health Week in Australia. Mm. So everyone will be talking about it. The conversations will be going around a lot, um, and we'll be having um a couple of speakers come up and share their story. Mm. Um, I won't say who; it's a surprise. Yeah, but um, <laughs> a couple of speakers come up and share their story. And um, we've also got a spoken word artist come up and share his story yeah. in the form of spoken word, which I think is very powerful. Um, and we've also got some media content as well. So interviews that are filmed, we'll also be showing them. Mm. Um, and so it's any way that we can tell that story, whatever way we can share a story with you, That that's what I aim for that afternoon. So mm. um, it'll be a lot of talking, <laughs> a lot yeah. of listening. Um, but it'll be a really good time for people in that room that maybe have no idea about mental health, that maybe have a little bit of an idea and want to learn more, that maybe have been through their own journey yeah. and just want to hear other people's advice and stories. Um, it'll be a safe space for people to come and talk mm. and, and start a conversation that is is really important now. We're, yeah. we're reaching a bit of a a bit of a crisis in Australia and I think it's it's about time we started talking about it. Yeah. Definitely. And where is that event taking place? The event will be at Trattoria Emilia, which is in the city. It's a lovely space. It's a yeah. lovely Italian restaurant. Um, so there'll be yummy food too, <laughs> which is always a good incentive. <laughs> um, and it's a really beautiful space. It's small, it's comfortable. 
makes people feel com. I just want people to feel comfortable and come in and not, you know, I, I hate the thought of people coming in and thinking, oh gosh, we've got two hours talking about suicide mm, and mental health and the fluorescent lit room. Yeah, yeah. it's just you know this warning sign. But yeah. no, it's gonna be a chilled afternoon, a really chilled afternoon, and it's it's hope. You know, the last two events have been very comfortable and welcoming and people have asked questions and it's been really lovely so Brilliant. I hope this event will be just as yeah, good and they'll all be coming along yeah. that Thank sounds you. fabulous yeah, that sounds please, good. Do. <laughs> please do so we'll just finish um, with the question that if people want to get in touch with you and share their story or learn more about the ACM project how can they do that um, they can get in touch mainly through Instagram mm. so the Instagram is at um, at the ACM project mm. Um, we've also got a Facebook page with the same handle, um, and just DM us, DM us and just say you want to share a story. Um, we usually share the stories on the Instagram page. Yeah. Um, the only thing is the stories are coming from voices of light and hope and recovery. Yeah. Um, and I really, that's, that's the channel I'm going for. I want people to go on the page and see, oh, it's not that bad. Mm. Um, and so I'm I'm happy to share anyone's story. Every story is amazing. Every story is inspiring. Every story is incredible. So um, that's definitely the easiest the easiest way to get in touch. Yeah. Mm, amazing. Well, you're doing really brilliant work. Yeah, I'm amazing. really excited Thank to you. see like how it continues. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank it you. It sounds like a beautiful way of doing it as well. So, I think sometimes yeah. you've got to use that hurt and turn it into something a bit different mm. you've got yeah. to use it and turning into something positive and it I think a lot of people do that in this field I think there's most most of the people that work in this field and volunteer in this field they're doing it because they've already been through something yeah. and they want to put out what they didn't get so mm. I think that's yeah it's a good message oh, yeah well thank you again thank you so much yeah. thank you for having me it's lovely to speak to you both so, yes, thank you uh, to Sinead for coming on the show today um, and sharing your knowledge and, and with our listeners. And just a little note for our listeners, if any of the things that we have talked about today have distressed you, you can contact Lifeline on 131114 or Wellways Helpline on 1300 111500. You can find more of our shows at our website, brainwaves.org.au or on the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au or on iTunes. And feel free to send us any feedback or suggestions for shows via email at brainwaves.org. And I'll also make sure to include uh, any information and um, with links to um, Sinead's, uh, the ACM project today as well. So thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll be back next week at 5pm for another episode uh, of Brainwaves on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.